up your wine. It's time for Rosé All Day and Julie's a Mess, where we talk about current events and living in an intersex life. And now, here's Julie. Everybody, welcome to Rose All Day. Julie's a mess. It is our 25th episode, which is that's crazy to me. 25 episodes. I never would have thought that it would have run this long. <laughs> I thought that I would have run out of wind around the 10th episode. Um, but we have uh made it to 25, which is is a testament to a lot of things and a lot of people. And I want to thank Russell Johns and Associates and my team there for um, allowing me to have this platform and to put these kind of weekly podcasts together and to our family at Apple iTunes and Spotify and Blurry and all the wonderful people that carry our show. Thank you for uh, your involved commitment to Rosé All Day and Julie's a Mess and in just educating about what it's like to be in a very intersex space. Uh, lots going on this week, but let's start off by I'm driving after this show. What? We are always looking for a wine sponsor, but I am driving. So this evening, instead of drinking a rosé, I am drinking good old Shasta Fruit Punch. <laughs> Um, you know, mixing it up a little bit. But next week we will come back with a rosé. have a lot going on. My house looks like a bomb went off. I'm trying to keep this corner of the house done up and pretty for my show each week. But in reality, I am busy packing my house as I get ready to move back across the country and residing somewhere in the South. So that's interesting, and I have that going on. This is actually my last month in Nebraska. Uh, This week, joining us all the way from Orlando, Florida, is a good friend of mine. Uh, In the promo, I teased him as being Jake the Cake. We're going to absolutely make sure he tells that story. But first off, everybody, it is Jake Kretschmar. How are you, Jake? I'm good. Thank you so much for including me in your show and for inviting me on. It, it's it's a, it's definitely a pleasure. Absolutely. And I'm glad you got the memo that we both wear something gray. Um, you're in your gray t-shirt. I'm in my gray boob shirt. Uh, so, um, yeah. Jake, how long have we known each other? We've known each other for, I want to say, about five, six years, maybe. Um, it's uh, We go back a, a, a Quite a ways, so. Um, but I met you uh, through a really good friend, uh, Sean Lewis, and uh, we went to Universal. I think that was the first time we met, and yeah, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> it's okay. It's my show. Let's tell him that story. So when I first met Jake, <laughs> he's gonna love this now. So when I first met Jake, <laughs> Sean, my friend Sean had taken us to go see. Um, to go to Universal. I think we were going to, um, there was a bar there at City Walk. I think Rising like a, Star. I think it was Rising Star. Rising Star, where they do karaoke with a live band. Real yeah. fast, I want to say hi to everybody. Hi, Blair. Hi, Charlie. Uh, if you're watching us live on YouTube, you can absolutely come in and comment on the show. A lot of people often do. 
Um, and you want to just join the live chat to do that. We can read your questions and talk to you as that goes on. Uh, so I just wanted to say that hi to everybody that's joining us. Uh, so, ha- so Universal Studios Rising Star is a bar on City Walk where they have a live band and you can do karaoke performing with a live band. So a lot of people like doing that. So we were going there that night and Sean's like, I want you to meet my friend Jake. And he's going to bring his husband, Joseph, with him. And so uh, Joseph is really reserved. Like he's kind of, he's <laughs> qu- quiet and it takes a couple of like meetings to get to know him. And uh, Joseph and I definitely started off, I think, on the wrong foot, but that's okay. I mean, we fixed everything later. But um, but Jake is very like energetic and off the, I mean, he's like, he is here. So he's very like, he wants to get to know you and he's very energetic and he's, he's, you know, all hands on deck. He wants to know you. And so we, you know, at city walk in Orlando, I don't know if any of you ever been, but you, you have to go through like four or five escalators and parking to just get to security. And then you go through security and then you go through like nine, of those moving sidewalks. And then you have to go down like five more escalators before you even get to city walk. It's literally like the biggest airport you've ever been in, in your life, except you never make it to luggage. (laughs) I mean, that's how big this place is. So we're on this long trek from security and Jake keeps looking at me and saying, where do I know you from? I know I know you from somewhere. Where do I know you from? And I was just standing there and I was like, I don't know, maybe I have one of those faces. I wasn't in a bad mood, but I was kind of like in a, well, Jake knows. I was kind of just in like a, what, what is this? Yeah. Like kind of like, yeah, like, you know, whatever kind of deal. And Jake kept going, well, I know, I know, I know you from somewhere. And so Sean, our other friend. That was the key punchline. I think you look. Hold on. We'll get to that punchline. So (laughs) this is Joseph and this is Jake, Joseph and Jake, right? And then standing down below Joseph and Jake was me in front of Jake and then Sean. So the four of us are riding these escalators up and down and Jake keeps looking down at me and he's like, I know, I know you from somewhere. And Sean was like, well, she's done TV. She's done, um, Glee and The Mentalist and Sean and Jake was like, no, it's not those shows. So Sean's like spouting out my whole resume and I'm just like, good Lord. Cause everybody was starting to like, look from all the other escalators. And, uh, and I'm just kind of like any of those, I, it could have been from any of those. And Jake keeps going, no, 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 it's not that. No, it's not that. Well, I love Jake now, but in that moment I was like, shut up. Like in my head, I was like, shut up, figure it out. Cause he was just like, where do I know you from? I know you. And it went, it seemed it went on for like 30 minutes. So then he totally, um, I totally went, I turned around and I looked Jake straight in the eyes. <laughs> and I said to him with just this blank expression on my face, I said, you watch a lot of porn, don't you? <laughs> y'all jake was like, what? jake was like what and he almost <laughs> fell off the escalator and joseph his husband started laughing and was like well he does watch a lot of porn and jake's like i i 
like you could totally tell Jake was like, you do porn? Like, and I was like, no, but I, <laughs> but that was like the icebreaker. It was funny though, because in my head I was thinking like, oh my God, you do kind of look like you could be a porn star. And, and so that's what like caught me off guard. I was like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to like, it, it was awkward. Cause like at the time I was like, I don't, it's kind of, it, it kind of felt weird. Like thinking of you as a porn star. And I didn't want you to know that I was thinking of you as a porn star. So when you said that, it totally caught me off guard. Like, oh my God, she knows that I thought of her as a porn star. Like, <laughs> so I think that's funny. And I think inherently that's funny because when somebody says that's kind of what our Julie's yeah. a mess story has to do with tonight, not being a porn star, but. I think a lot of people would be really offended. And I'm like, oh, you think I'm a porn star? Like, because that's totally my aesthetic is like pageant girl porn star. Like I, I blur the lines between being a pageant girl or a porn star. Like I like that aesthetic. So um, even though I think, you know, whatever. So like I would never do porn. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying I thought it was funny too in the moment. Was uh, everybody was like. I mean, it broke the ice and it got us, and we finally got off the escalators and we're able to go to Rising Stars, so. Yeah, that's like, and that's one story, like one of the many stories that I'll never forget about you, so. We have a lot of fun. You and I get in a lot of trouble and have a lot of fun. I do say, I said earlier, I said, Joseph knows that you can be naughty. And for those listening or just tuning in, Joseph is uh, Jake's partner, husband. But um, he kind of in public, Joseph's like that very like old school would be like, not here. There's a time and a place. But he knows that whenever I'm with Jake, Jake forgets that there's a time and a place. And so if I'm being dirty or not being dirty, Jake inevitably jumps on that bandwagon and starts to be dirty, too. And then we both get in trouble. Well, it's funny because it's like Joseph is the kind of person like you um, at home. He's all like, like you know, yeah, like, like, like super like into, you know, being intimate and, and like, you know, doing things and, but, but in, in public, like, you know, like we, we were just getting comfortable, like holding hands and just like, you know, blowing kisses in public, but he would never be like into like wearing like, you know, the, the pride shirts and being like, ah, oh, like romantic romance, romance in public, like, He's just like that, Sean and Randy are. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you know, he's, he's yeah, very reserved and very just like, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know, show the whole world my gayness, even though. Right. Like, like Chris, like yeah. Chris G. Yeah, very much like Chris G. Although Chris G is, is, is. Chris G is changing open. though, I think. Chris he's G is changing. Open, I think yeah. nowadays than he used to be like. Many many years ago, you like when I first met him, he wasn't even really out. So like that was way back in like 2012. And now he's totally out. Oh my gosh! Now he's yeah, absolutely, and he's proud, which is which is wonderful. Which is great. Yeah, it's wonderful. I, I more people, you know, should be should be like that. They just proud to not just to be out, but just to to be themselves, to be who they are, and to really express express themselves. So I think that's so important. I do too. And I think that just, and we're going to talk a little bit. I told you already about mental health at the end of the show, because I have to mention something, but um, it's just so important to not 
to embrace who you are and to really not hide what's yeah. going on, you know, and, and just kind of, that's really important too. So, okay. So we are moving into current events. Yeah. So this is a part of the show where you talk about current events. This is where I like to get people involved. So if you're watching at home and you want to get involved, get involved, right? Cause, cause we like to, to pick your brain too and know what you're thinking as well. But um, our first current event topic is talking about hurricane Ida she made landfall. He made, she made landfall. And uh, thankfully, not a lot of deaths. I think I heard this afternoon four people so far have died or have been found dead. Uh, that's huge. I think that's great. That number uh, could rise, though. I mean, it's, it it's- could rise. It could. But I mean, I think initially that's good. I know a lot of people in Louisiana are without power. I know. Um, and that's with any natural disaster. And we see that every year in hurricane season. So hopefully that will get resolved quickly for some of these people that are at, at home in these states. Um, there is a lot of chaos going on because of the storm. So a woman woke up this morning in Alabama and found a family of manatees in her backyard. That's crazy. In Mobile, Alabama. Now, Mobile is not far away from the coast or from the rivers, but I mean, manatees in your backyard? Insane. Insane. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as bad as finding like an alligator right at your front door. But I don't know what's worse. <laughs> My but- friend Charlie is saying that they are reporting in his area some could be five to six weeks without power. Yeah. I I mean, what's also sad about it, too, is like being that, you know, a southern state, you know, they're already dealing a ton with with COVID, with COVID-19, with the Delta variant. So now they have to deal with that and repair, damage repair from the hurricane and you know hospitals are already overwhelmed. Well, I definitely have to say, I think if you're in your own home, uh, even if you're not in your own home, but I think one of the smartest things that people can get for a natural disaster and just keep it in your garage is a generator. Just get a well, generator. I mean, that's what people are living off of right now are generators, especially if they don't have power for five weeks. And- yeah. I mean, that, that's just common sense. You know, like, that's one of the first things that I think of whenever I hear, like, you know, news of, like, that a hurricane or, or tropical storm or anything could, is possibly coming to Florida. I'm like, okay, where can I get a generator? So, but 99% of the time I never do because Orlando storm threats never really materialize. I mean, they do, you know, I used to let in high school during Hurricane Andrew and some of those things I was witnessed. I mean, I I saw trees fly through people's houses. So, I mean, you definitely, it can, you definitely want to be careful in all parts of Florida, but I see what you're saying city wise, but. Yeah. I just feel like it's inland enough. Like I, I mean, in the eight years that I've been living here, it's never, I mean, the, the, the craziest thing we've had is Irma. Yeah. And that wasn't like we lost power for like a day, not even. And it was yeah. restored. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely scarier by the coast or any real coastal regions. Like that's where you, because then you deal with storm surge. Yep. Like, ooh. 
talking about um, the pandemic and the Delta variant yeah. brings me up to our next current event, which is article just released an hour ago on CNN, but also in Newsweek, stating that due to the pandemic last year, due to jobs being at an all-time low from people losing them because of the pandemic, they're saying that they now have reevaluated and that funds and benefits for Medicare recipients, and I'm on Medicare because of my disability, will run out in 2034, a year earlier than they had previously predicted. And they said that Social Security benefits, oh, excuse me. Yeah, Medicare benefits will run out in 2026. So in five years. And that, um, so that program, they say, will be dead in five years. And that Social Security benefits will run out in 2034. And when you think about it like that, people are either going to have to work for the rest of their life or. They're going to die. They're going to die. They can't work the rest of their lives. I mean, especially like if they're not, not, not just if they're older, but like if they're just, what if they're disabled? And they can't find a job that's, I mean, it's, it's so, that's, oh, that's just awful. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. That's why, like, I, that's why I feel like it's now more important than ever to save, you know, save for your 401k retirement. Um, I mean, make smart money decisions, like. Because if you don't do that now, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Like, to an extreme. Yeah, like, here I am looking for a husband. I've got to look for a husband that has good financial strategy planning. Or you win the lottery. (laughs) Or I win the lottery. And then I can get a husband that's just young and hot and wears Speedos around the house. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I'll still make him make money. I'll put him into porn. And... um, (laughs) That's right. Cha ching, cha ching. Cha ching, cha ching. And then you'll be like, to other people, will be like, you look familiar. You'll be like, you watch. I'll be like, you probably have seen him in porn. (laughs) I pimp him out. Uh, We have to have good financial planning. So, anyway, uh, those were the two. uh, The other, the only other, the other current event that I was going to talk about was a judge in Ohio ordered a local hospital to give COVID-19 patients a drug called Invermicin, Invermicin, and it's actually used to rid parasites in horses. So other people have heard about this story, and they've gone out and bought all of the horse, because, you know, like tractor supply stores have an abundance of horse medication, so regular people are going out and buying all the horse medication and then taking it instead of going and getting the vaccines, which I, you think you're taking horse medicine. And then a woman was just arrested and charged in New York for selling falsified vaccination cards for $200 a pop. So it's already started. Like, I just, you know, that, that goes back to um, conspiracy theorists. Like, I mean, people have been messing and, and and playing games with this for so long. And I just feel like there's there's a, there's an attitude of, if it doesn't affect me, 
it it it's it's not important. Just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean that millions of people are are not dying. Because they are. I mean, this the, you you it's just a lack of people really taking this seriously and and listening to medical experts and and just just common sense being logical uh, and, and 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 listening to the science i i mean why would you not believe in science that's my that's my that's what i'll never understand is like okay i understand religion i understand there's religion and i understand that having a faith in god is very important but that doesn't mean that you should just be like f you to 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 reality and and I, and I just feel like that's what too many people are doing nowadays. What are your parents? I we've talked about your parents before because uh, they're in a um a different type of religion. Right. Uh, what is what is their take on all this? They're they're they take it seriously. They they do, and they I mean they're logical. They look. Both my parents are vaccinated, um, which is very good. I'm very happy about that. Um, and, 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 um, I mean, obviously it's, it's tough because they, I don't think they, they really know what it's like to, to be underprivileged and to, you know, even if they say they do, which is great, which is good, you can have empathy, but until you experience hardship, like other people, like people who um, make less than five figure incomes. And yeah, and until you know that, until you experience the struggle, you're never really going to understand. Right. I get so mad at Miscavige for that. You know, I say, you should really, you know, I, it's a privilege to date me, but you should really, you know, <laughs> put your finger on the pulse of humanity miscavige and quit talking to tom over there and spend some more time in the <laughs> real world right and that's an inside joke for jake and i so we're not... <laughs> um okay so now we're at a part of the show called julie's a mess julie's a mess this story is coming directly from this past week called Julie's a mess. So I'm going to tell a story. If you haven't seen this show before, or joined us before, I'm going to tell a story from my past. This happens to be last week. And then uh, Jake, I'm going to stop telling the story midway through. And Jake, based on how long he's known me and what he knows me to be like and how many times he's been with me in public and how I don't have a filter, he's going to try and finish the story for everybody listening. And then uh, we'll laugh about it and I'll tell him what really happened or he may get it. You know, my friend Charlie always pegs the story and nails it. So let's start. <laughs> so uh, two nights ago, uh, I went to a casino in Carter Lakes, Iowa. Uh, and in that casino, I call it Prairie Dog Casino, but it's really called Prairie Flower. And so I went to this casino and I walked in and I'd had a rough weekend. And all I wanted to do was just, I stuck $20 in a machine. I wanted to just 
play the lowest denomination bet that I could on the machine, which on this machine was 20 cents. And I just wanted to play and be left alone. I went with friends and I just separated from the friends as I often do at a casino. And I just wanted to go away and be on my own. So sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. So I'm sitting at this slot machine and this older gentleman approaches me. And he says, hi, what's your name? And I said, Jules. My friends just call me Jules. And went back to my game. And he went, hi, Jules, can I buy you a beer? And I said, no, thank you. (laughs) No, I don't want a beer. Got you. And so then he goes, okay. And he walked away. And I think I looked at the Asian woman playing next to me. And I said, thank God. About five minutes later, he circles back around with his beer and he comes up and he was like, what kind of men are you into? Are you alone? And I thought, great, I'm going to get sex trafficked right here in this skanky casino. And uh, I looked at him and I said, I'm not alone. I'm here with friends. Uh, They're somewhere in here. Um, And the kind of men I'm into is not any of your business. So I go back to playing my game. No kidding. That's creepy. So then the guy next to me leaves and he comes back for a third time and sits down in the seat next to me and he turns and he's looking at me like this as I'm playing the game. And he's like, so what kind of men are you into? What's your age range? Thank God. And I was like, my age range is 24 to, and I, in my head quickly, I looked at him and sized him up to guess like what age he would be and made sure that I went way lower. Even though my age range is like 24 to like 55, I was like 24 to 50. And he went, well, I'm a spry 62. A spry 62? And I said, neat. That's great. Good for you. And I went back to my game. At this point, I wasn't paying attention to the game. And I was irritated and just felt icky. So I cashed out. I grabbed my ticket. And I went and found another machine to sit down at on the other end of this casino on the way back side. Thinking I'm just getting far away from everybody. And um, so... On the way to the other casino game, one man stopped and went, wow, you're stunning. And I said, oh, thank you. Have a nice night. Kept walking. Because I was getting into that, like, mind frame you see me get into where I'm irritated. Like a real magnet. (laughs) Right. So then this woman walked up to me and she was like, oh, my God, did you used to be a dancer? And I went, I'm pretty sure the dancer I used to be is probably different from the dancer you're thinking I am. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, I used to work at Disney as a dancer. And she goes, oh, no, honey, I meant like as a stripper. You look like you could be a really pretty stripper. And I went, oh, (laughs) (laughs) so I go to this other machine. I'm sitting way in the back. Charlie's already heard this story. And um, this guy comes back up to me, the same guy, the 62-year-old. And he goes, you're just, he's standing, leaning up against the machine. He's like, you're just unbelievably gorgeous. You're stunning. And I said, yeah, that seems to be the general consensus tonight. 
I stick the ticket in the machine. I hit 20 cents. I hit roll. Like I'm winning. So at least I'm feeling good about that. But these people won't like leave me alone. So he leaves and comes back with a beer after I told him I didn't want a beer. So now he has two beers and he's like, well, I'm really interested in you. I don't know if you would be interested. Are you really here with friends? And I said, yes. And he goes, well, I'm staying at the Holiday Inn in room 409. And I would love to spend some time with you if you could sneak away from your friends. Did you? Jake. I hope you did. Julie's a mess. How do you think this story progressed? <laughs> Did you, I mean, let me ask you this before I continue. Was he at all attractive? Like, did you? No. No. I mean, I didn't find him attractive. <laughs> all right, let me get some more lighting in here. One second. I mean, maybe, maybe attractive like Peyton with the mustache at 62. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, like take Peyton, take our friend Peyton, make him like really old right, right. and give him a mustache. And that's what this guy kind of looked like. <laughs> yeah, I, my guess is, is one of two things. Either you ignored him and, and he walked away and, and, and you, and you may have snapped at him and be like, okay, get off my back. I'm sorry, but you're like, I'm just not into you. Like, I'm really sorry. Like, so either that or you said, um, how much? <laughs> how much? <laughs> like, okay, I'll do it if you give me this much. <laughs> it would have had to have been a lot. <laughs> Like a lot, <laughs> like an indecent proposal, a lot, and maybe, but I, so he totally, he came back around with that beer, right? And he was like, come on, we could have a lot of fun. And he kept going, we can have a lot of, I think we can have a lot of fun. So finally I turned around and leaned over the chair that I was sitting in. So I'm facing him. And I said, sir, I have a dick. Ah! <laughs> hoping that he would be like, oh, 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 that's not what I'm into and leave. I mean, Julie thought she was being really clever in the moment, even though she was probably opening herself up to be gunned down in this trashy casino. I really thought he'd leave me alone. <laughs> You're like, I have a dick. <laughs> and you know what he said, Jake? No. Do you know what he said, which was kind of insulting a little bit? I was like, ouch. Oh, Is no. He goes, he goes, yeah, I thought you might have. I was kind of hoping on it. He was like, I was, I kind of thought you probably, you might have one. And I was kind of hoping you did. I'm really into that stuff. I was like, fuck my life. Right. Because now he's like really turned on. Because now he's really turned on. So, yeah. so I was like, I am not interested so then he was like, I thought you might be trans. And I said, I'm not trans. I'm intersex. There's a big difference. And then he leaned over and he was like, how long have you been trans? And I'm like, I swear to God, if I get murdered, because you can't keep your fat trap shut. Like, so at that point, I pulled my money again. 
I walked over to security and I said to security, I said, uh, there's a real creeper in here that won't leave me alone and I'm not interested. And they were like, well, do you know him? No. Do you know his name? No. And I shout out really loud at that point. I was like, but he's staying at the Holiday Inn and he's in room 409 if you need to chase him down. <laughs> you told, you said that? I screamed it like in the casino because I was like, he's at the Holiday Inn and he's staying in room 409. Good for you. Go get him. And he left after that. He like made one more trip around the computer and left. But I was like. Yeah, of course. People are so messy. Of course. I I just like it's. So I was watching this really cute movie yesterday called The Dog's Journey. Because I'm so into doggies now, especially because I have my own dog. Cooper. He's Cooper, so- where is Cooper? He's right here. <laughs> this is my dog, Coopy. Hi, Hi Cooper. Hi. <laughs> Look at that face. Hi, Cooper. Hi. Yeah. So, anyways, like I was watching a dog's journey, and there was like a scene where the the um like the main character is this girl who uh who's um has who has her dog and her um uh ex-boyfriend keeps on like chasing her and he grabs her and and she doesn't want like she doesn't want anything to do with him like after because he screwed her over because he got her in trouble at a party like because he he put like um something in in her drink and then the cops came and she got arrested and they took her dog away and it was really sad so like he got her in trouble then after that he kept on going after her and, and he grabbed her and then he chased her in in her vehicle. Like he he um what's the word? Um when you get really close to somebody's vehicle, tailgate. Like he tailgated her and he hit her and caused an accident and the dog died, which was really sad. I'm like, oh my God, men are just I can't, I mean, and that's real. Like, I mean, that's a fictional story. Obviously. Men are just animals. But that's real. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, people actually do crazy shit like that. And it's just like, what the fuck? Why do people have to be so creepy? As Cooper you know? jumps up on the couch. <laughs> I was afraid he was going to, like, press a key. That so been- now we're rolling in. It's about 6.34. Now we are rolling into um, five questions. Okay. So this is the part of the show where we, um, I get to ask you five questions. It can be things about us. It can be things about just you, but five questions in an effort to get to know you better. Um, I know that you, uh, when I first met you, you were working out at Disney and you were in a slew of different hospitality roles uh, you had started in attractions. You had done hotels. Um, out of all the roles you worked at Disney, out of all the jobs you did at Disney, what was your favorite? Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, boardwalk front desk was my favorite. Um, Working the front desk at the boardwalk. So in hospitality. Hospitality. Even though that did not end well, unfortunately, as you know, you know that story. Um, it was definitely my favorite. That was the best guest interactions. That was like, I feel like when I was most successful at Disney, um, it was just the most fun and it was probably the highest paying as well. 
Um, that was the that was my that was my favorite. Even though, like I said, unfortunately that didn't end well, and that that's kind of you know how it ended was really made me go. I don't ever want to work on a frontline role at Disney ever again, <laughs> but nevertheless, it was still my favorite. Well, talking about talking about some of your jobs, you, I mean, you worked in attractions for a while and you became pretty popular at Disney. I know a lot of people always make the joke. It's Jake from State Farm, even but, though, you know, now yeah. they don't make that joke as much because Jake from State Farm is um, a person of color. Right. So, uh, but um you did get a moniker while you were at Disney. Jake the Cake. Yeah. Jake the Cake. Three Tell everybody that story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get the nickname Jake the Cake? Right. And before I get into this story, I just want to say, uh, by the way, um, just so you know, my friend Zach is on his way over um, here to play with Cooper and just to hang out. But he'll just be in the background. Uh, if you want, I can introduce him to you as well. Is that okay? I just want Yeah, to that's totally fine. Perfect. Okay. Great. Okay. So here's my Jake the Cake. Story. Are y'all going to be making porn? Is that why he's coming over? I'm kidding. No, 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 no. Kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, so a long time ago when I, my very first job ever and my first job at Disney, I was in the Disney college program, which for those of you who don't know, is a big internship. Um, thousands of people come from all over the United States and all over the world. Um, and obviously this was way pre COVID. So, you know, way, you know, a lot of people and, uh, my, that was my first job was my internship was my Disney college program internship. And I worked at star tours, the adventures continue at Disney's Hollywood studios. And, uh, I did my entire CP there, uh, college program there. And after my college program ended, I was seasonal at Star Tours. So I was lucky enough to, um, to take on a, a, a seasonal position there at the same location. And um, I went, so I, I went to Chicago just to finish up like my first semester in college, but at like Thanksgiving, Christmas, spring break, I would go to get some hours, some work hours in um, and just, you know, for like a weekend or a few days or a week, um, just to, to, to work. And um, I think it was January before my um, spring semester started and I was there just to get um, some more hours in. And I, um, I was working at Star Tours and I was um, assigned to the arrivals hallway, which is basically where they get off the ride, where you get off the ride and, and where you make sure that, you know, everybody that everybody has their personal belongings that if they put put their 3D glasses away and a coordinator and nobody's having a seizure all that fun stuff exactly exactly you know safety um and so a coordinator came up to me with a big box with a with a white box that was taped shut and he said can you please hold on to this for for me it's for a guest um and he's in gate B and um, if you could just hold on to it for him, you'll be off the ride. He'll he'll take it from you. And I said, okay, cool, fine, whatever. And um, also a little bit of background. So the ride system, it's a big ride system. There's a tower control, which is basically a room. It's a small room with a bunch of computer monitors and cameras. And it's where you monitor the entire ride system. So it's it's everything from the ride, the show building, the queue, the arrivals hallway, literally everything is monitored. Uh, and there happened to be on that particular day at that time, 
three training groups. And a, a training group consists of a trainer and a trainee. That's two people. So three training groups, that's a total of six people. And you're all in this tower control, you're supposed to be watching the monitors, mainly the ride system. You literally you cannot take your eyes off of the monitors. And if you're like caught with your phone, like texting and not looking at the monitor, it's like automatic termination. Like they're super, super strict about it. So all the training groups were there, like, and they were trainings, like they were like asking questions, their trainers and, um, but they were also watching all the monitors and monitoring the entire thing. And I, they, I was here, I was holding my, this box for a guest and I had to scratch my nose. My nose was itching. And I had to scratch my nose and I touched my face. So just normal, you know, like my face itched, my nose itched. Somebody, um, to me, so they, they, no incident, you know, nothing happened. The guests took, took the cake. It was fine. I go back to the break room and everybody's looking at me like, what did you just do, man? I'm like, what? Like, I was really confused. And um, somebody was like, so did you eat that cake? I was like, no. What? Like, I, I was so confused. Like, so apparently there was a cake in the box. And somebody thought that they saw. Somebody me. saw you holding the box and then go up and scratch your nose like this. And they exactly. thought that you had tasted the cake. And thought that I had tasted like. the cake. So that night, I'm back at my hotel or wherever I was staying. Um, and I get a message from this one kid, uh, who, one of my coworkers who was like, is it true? And I was like, is what true? And he's like, oh, I heard you were termed. Termed is basically Disney's way of saying you're fired. You're fired. Right. right. And I said, what, like, what are you talking about? He was like, oh, uh, I, I saw you do it. I know you did it. I was like, what do you mean? You know, I, I, th this is so weird. What, what is going on? Like somebody, I, I, I swore I saw you put your finger in that cake and that gets cake and eat it. And I was like, I, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even remember seeing a cake. I held onto a box for a guest. I don't even know that a cake was in it. Like, this is like, th this is crazy. Um, but then I go into work the next day, but then I get a message from somebody else from like two other people. Like, Oh man, like I'm praying for you. I hope it's not true. Like I remember if I remember the story correctly and I'm just going to help move it along just for the yeah. dexterity of the show. Yeah. Essentially you went back to work the next day. Management had to get involved. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, really, like, I went into work the next day. I was like, I need to speak to a manager right away. And they, they pull me like 30 minutes into the shifts. I get pulled by a manager and I tell him like, Hey, what, what's going on here? Like, this is ridiculous, you know? And the manager was just like, well, you know, I don't know what to say because I, this seems so ridiculous and I don't think it's really true, but rumors are spreading like wildfire. I just don't know. Yeah, people were saying that you ate the, that you and ate I the cake. cake, and then after that, Jake became known as Jake, Jake the, cake. the cake. And long story and short, I never got termed. I never he never got termed, but he would go. He never got any disciplinary action, but he would go to other parts of Disney to work, like at the hotels, not even an attraction. And people would be like, 
You used to work at the studios? Your name's Jake? Wait, oh, you're not Jake, Jake the Cake, are you? And, and literally, literally, no. And and later on, like years later, because I, I became an Uber driver and I drive for Uber and I get passengers who work at Disney. And one of the passengers worked at Star Tours. He was like, oh my God, you're Jake the Cake. <laughs> so apparently I'm actually a part of the training materials in Star Tours. So now nobody can hold on to a box and hold on to a birthday cake or a box or anything. Yeah, Nobody. exactly. Like it's, it's, it's forbidden. You, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the standard operating procedure. So, Oh my God. My, my friend is here. I got to let him in one second. Okay. Zachy Well, when he comes back, so we're waiting for him to come back. He's letting his friend Zach in right now, who's coming over to play with their dog, Cooper. But when he comes back, we've got three more questions to ask him. And then we'll be, uh, it's a great story, Jake the Cake. It's a great story. So, Blair, you're right. That's a great story. When he comes back, we will be finishing up five questions with Jake the Cake. And then he will. My friend, Zach. Yeah, he's right here. Hi, Coop. Cooper's gonna be huge. <laughs> or you can just say hi to Cooper. <laughs> I know Cooper's so cute. Big dog. Cooper is a puppy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, bye. He's Cooper like, looks like one of those dogs in Airbuds. Like yeah, Cooper's yeah. like, I'm out. So uh Jake, question number three. What is yes. your favorite memory of me? Favorite memory of you? Gosh, there's so many. Um, tough to really, tough to really pinpoint one. Um, one of the most recent ones was you were doing a TikTok in my car. <laughs> you were doing a lot of really funny TikToks, and it just um, you made me laugh a, a, a ton. I don't remember what it was about, but it was just. just hilarious i don't me think in my tiktoks if you're not following me on tiktok you should be uh miss america 19 never the link is right on justjulie.com. you can click on it jake in no way was plugging this i'm not paying him to plug it but you know tiktok is tiktok and who doesn't want to be tiktok famous so if you're not following me on tiktok make sure you are a lot of you already are because that's how you found out about justjulie.com. uh let's see woo so um, let's see. Question number four. What is one of your favorite places to go on vacation with Joseph? Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> Disney Cruise Line. Y'all just went on one right before COVID, right? Exactly. Yeah, we went on one um, only three weeks before the whole cruise industry shut down because of COVID. So, and that was amazing. Um, but I mean, we, we want to go other places too. We want to go to Vegas. California. Um, so there, obviously, you know, there, there's a ton of places to go to other than that, but yeah, that's probably, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what is one of your favorite memories of us, you and I together? I mean, you mentioned the TikTok one in your car, but like, yeah. you've got to have like, <laughs> um, I mean, I know we bought this. I feel like we've been on so many adventures together. You have to have a favorite. Casino, going to the casino in Tampa. That was funny. That was funny. That's and, the night, Chris. That's the night, Chris. I won three thousand dollars and lost it. 
because I couldn't Steve pull myself to... away from the machine. And that was the night that Chris got on the broken machine and won like $500. And he was so excited. And all night long, I was like, if you don't shut up about your $500, I'm pushing you down the escalator. I was mad that night. <laughs> but that was also the night that we all found out, courtesy of Joseph, that Peyton had a job working at pools in the summer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's the that's extremely famous. <laughs> famous night. Yes, yes. Okay. I also so, remember I also remember um uh you and, and Kyle, Chris's roommate. <laughs> and what I, about Kyle, us? Kyle used to tease you like so much and be like like tease you like jokingly that you were like into or, or dating Peyton and you were like no no <laughs> no because I really liked Kyle oh God yeah because you really like Kyle but Kyle I really like Kyle and Kyle was always joking around with Peyton yeah you should be with Peyton <laughs> I know but then we used to prank call Peyton too yeah. then we'd call we prank call Peyton all the time yeah <laughs> I'd be like, "Are you at the pool?" Yeah, I'm at the pool. I'm like, and then yeah, we get like, we're like, "What?" or like annoyed. <laughs> I know. Okay, so this is the part of the show where, first off, thank you, Jake, for being with us this week. Uh, you've said that you've wanted to do the show since its inception, and so 25 yeah. episodes later, here you are with us. Yeah, uh, I I know Sean misses hanging out with you as well, so. When I come to Orlando in October, we definitely have to make sure that we are getting together. I will be in Orlando if anybody is watching and wants to be in that area or meet with us or meet with me. I will be in Orlando for Orlando's Pride, which is happening, uh, or come out with Pride, which is happening the 8th, oh, it's the 9th, so that, that Saturday. But the weekend of the 8th, 9th, and 10th, I will be in Orlando at Orlando's Come Out With Pride. So if any of you would like to come and meet me, that would be great. It's not a publicized event or a meetup, but uh, we will be giving out information about where I'll be so you can come see me. Yeah, see Cooper's down. He's like, ruff, ruff. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but thank you, Jake. Uh, I'm going to ask that you stay with us a little bit longer once we end the show so we can catch up real fast in the, in the back end in the green room. But this is the part of the show where you get to ask me a question about my journey it can be anything you've taken me to a lot of appointments so you may have a question set aside maybe it's something you've always wanted to ask and didn't or didn't know how to approach me but you can ask me now it gives me an opportunity to answer the question for a friend but also educate the masses that may be watching the show or listening from spotify or itunes so jake the floor is yours what was the most meaningful um, medical procedure or, or, or moments, I I'd say, uh, like, um, yay. I would say like most, the, the, the best moments medically that I took you to for an appointment that you were like, I'm so happy I did this. Thank God. I'm so relieved. Or like, you know, this is like the start of something totally new and like a new beginning in my journey as an XXY intersex you know what what was what was that like aha moment like i'm so happy i did this i mean i never really had an aha moment because they've all been kind of like major in some yeah. ways or in one way or another i think 
I appreciated the eye appointments that you would take me to just because I was getting and still have to get and may have to start getting them again when I return to Georgia, eye injections directly into my cornea for macular degeneration, which was caused by being XXY. And that's where my retinas were bleeding. And so they had to stop the bleeding of the retinas. And then I go and get uh, Atavastin injected right into the whites of my eyes. And so you would take me to those appointments every month, usually. And I would always come out blind as a bat and couldn't see anything for like four hours. And you were always worried. But, you know, it was saving my eyesight. So I know it's huge. And it was huge just to be able to have somebody willing to drive 30 minutes from the other side of Orlando to pick me up. They then take me to the eye appointment then, you know, and you would get me home and make sure I got home. Okay. And that, um, that I, I mean, you took me to a lot of my appointments. So, I mean, and we always had a lot of fun, but the eye appointment was important and uh, because it saved my eyesight. Yeah. Um, and so that I mean, we had a lot of fun together though. Right. And so uh, a lot of people don't realize that XXY is, I'm just going to roll right into this and in finishing the show. A lot of people don't realize that XXYs, some of them can have a myriad of issues throughout their medical journey. Some don't. And then some do. We're all different in that journey one of the most important things in any medical journey and any life journey, your mental health acuity is super important. Absolutely. Um, It's very, it's very important to make the, make sure that you are doing self care and that you have a support system and that you don't get down. And that if you do get down and that would be the case with anybody that's going through mental health, For intersex and the intersex community lately, there has been a lot of pushback that we don't exist. There has been in the last couple of weeks, a lot of pushback that we're freaks. uh, And it's been happening. Not so much everybody else realizes it, but those of us in the intersex community have been having a really tough last couple of weeks, especially advocates, which is what I do. I advocate for the intersex community. The reason we're talking about this at the end is a very important individual in the intersex community. When I first started to claim my voice a couple of years ago and speak out about some of the injustices in our community and trying to find overall better health for people, she reached out to me on Facebook and said, you absolutely need to use your platform and the amount of followers that you have on different social media platforms to educate and you need to tell your story. And that's the only way we're going to change perception. She was really big in fostering that in me. And I found out uh, last night that um, this past weekend, she went to go see a theater performance with her partner. And due to some extreme hate and pushback that she has been feeling and received in the last couple of weeks, she committed suicide. That's so sad. That's awesome. intersex people and people with disabilities. And, and I, I don't even want to say intersex. It's a disability because we fight against that, but there are people that are looked at as being different that absolutely are not, but they're having to battle with that on top of whatever else they're battling with on top. And I really wish she'd reached out to us, but I understand firsthand how it happened. And it's just really important going forward. Forward, and I say this all the time, 
kindness is absolutely 100% free. It costs nothing of you, of anybody, to be kind to somebody else. You never know what anybody is dealing with. You never know the battles that they may have on their shoulders or in their hands. And kindness to every person you come in contact with is absolutely free. And the difference is when you're rude and you're ignorant in your comments and you're not sure what you're talking about and you direct that at any other individual, you never know how that's going to affect that individual and if they're going to go home and have something really trying to try and overcome. So we're leaving tonight's episode. It is my 25th episode, and I'm glad that everybody was able to join us. I just but want to I know, is, yeah. if it's okay. When given the choice between being right and being kind, choose kindness. Always choose kindness. I love that. I always. Between being right or kind. It's called Wonder. Yep. Yeah, Wonder. It's a beautiful That's movie. the movie with Julia Roberts? Yeah, Julia Roberts and um, Owen Wilson. Yes, that was a great movie. I don't remember what the kid's name is, but he's really good. Yeah. So So thanks for joining us tonight on our 25th episode. Remember, Jake just said it. When it comes down to being right or kind, always choose kind. And make sure that your mental health is in check. In the next couple of weeks, we will be adding links to justjulie.com, especially on areas that you can go and find out more about XXY and the intersex community and read and educate yourselves, but also in just finding common links for help if you're in a debilitating situation that you need to climb out of. Uh, We will definitely be putting up the National Suicide Hotline as that is something that has affected me often in this journey and lifetime while I watch other people try and do the same thing I am doing, which is surviving in a very intersex life. Thank you very much, everybody. It's been a blessing. Join us next week as we try another rosé here on Rosé All Day. Julie's a mess. Jake, stay with us just for a second in the green room. And everybody else, I'll see you next week right here on JustJulie.com. For more content, follow JustJulie.com. That's JustJulie, J-U-L-E-I-G-H.com. Thank you to our guests, and thank you for joining us this evening. Join us next week as Julie tries a different rosé.